yeah. We're cooking up the airwaves. All right. Cooking up the airwaves. Stairway to Yevon, episode number seven. Mickey Mantle-esque right there. Oh, that's I was going to name you seven, just like George Costanza was going to name you seven. Yes. Were you trying to embarrass me? Seven Yevon? Would that even work? <laughs> that would work. Seven Kevin Yevon. Seven Kevin Yevon. Why don't you add an 11 to it? Seven Eleven Kevin Yevon. Uh, what, what are you even talking about? I don't know. We're going to go from someone from number seven to number... 27. Oh, I see what you're doing there. I, I see the, the shift. And when I say the shift, is that the shift in public opinion? The shift of public opinion of one Giancarlo Michael Cruz Stanton. You remember when the Yankees got this guy back in twenty late 2017? And originally I thought, I didn't think it was going to work because you already had a... You didn't need him. No. They already had a 6'7 guy in the name of Mr. Why they get Judge. Him? And could they afford him? Well, apparently they're still having his contract to this day after uh, after a few years. But uh, do you remember the consistent booze he got like, well, he, when he first came here? He was a huge disappointment. He, well, okay, come on. Let me get this. <laughs> let me get this straight. Twenty eighteen, he was not really that much of a disappointment except for the postseason. He hit thirty eight home runs. He drove in a hundred RBIs. Actually, thirty eight. Um, I, I I stand corrected. But you know, he had high expectations. There was such high expectations from him. It was very A Rod esque expectations in a way was it because the year before he hit 59 home runs driven 132 almost hit 60 with the marlins but then again it's also the marlins too so you know he has that kind of power because marlins park is not known to be a home run hitting ballpark but yeah you figure yankee stadium judge hit 52 standing hit 50 hit 59 you know maybe a 60 home run plateau was going to happen because you know yankee stadium is such a hitter's field and they felt that that would, that would be like the component they need for the dynasty to bring it back. Maris Mantle, you know, that kind of expectation. But then yes. everything just went downhill. He got injured. He sucked in the postseason. Yankee fans booing him. You would figure that he would have complained with all the booing that he's done. He's gotten more boos than cheers, but it feels like the cheers have kind of been shifting a little bit this season. Yeah, but it's also three years later, right? Better late than never. Absolutely. Hey, hey, at least that he didn't give the uh, a middle finger or the thumbs down like no. your buddy Francisco Lindor did. So. I saw a funny cartoon where they showed um, they showed Fenway, and uh, what they did was they made it an eighty foot wall. They said this is just for Stanton. So <laughs> I don't know if you weren't aware of what happened this weekend. The Yankees were in a tight wild card run right now. Right now they're leading it. They swept the Red Sox. Stanton hit three humongous home runs. I don't know if you saw that grand slam he hit on Saturday, but that was just flat out spectacular. And of course, the home run he hit on Sunday, it just seems like he has that new kind of confidence. He's actually carrying this team, which I thought were dead out of the water a couple weeks ago. He's got the cocky swing now. He's got the swing, which I call him the new king of New York. So, New York, pizza, Billy Joel... And Giancarlo standing are the yeah, new that, things now. Yeah, that's that's how I would see it. Yeah, definitely. No, you don't. <laughs> don't, be, don't be such a wise ass. I'm okay? glad he's doing well, and I, I'm sure he's going to help your Yankees, and you guys are going to get the wild card. You're going to go to the playoffs. Everything's going to be great. Yes. Can they keep it going into October? That is going to be a question that we're not going to know until next next month. Will uh, he bring the momentum? Will he make the, the rest of the team wake up? I don't know. Dave won seven in a row. He has homered in four straight games. Not to mention, he golfed a home run out of here. It almost looked like he was playing a, a round of 18 in uh, Roger Center. So 
Very cool. Uh, I, I'm, I'm happy for you that your your pinstripers are are moving ahead. Can you at least be happy for the yes, guy? I'm very happy. Very happy. Explain very happy. your enthusiasm to the people <laughs> out there, okay? No, it's nice. It's nice to see the team doing well and and they're and they're excelling. I'm very happy about that, as you can tell. I am. I am. <laughs> this is the I can't help, I can't help but be a, a little a little disturbed about the Mets how they went down the tubes. Ah, uh, the Mets are hitting new record lows, by the way. I just read this the other day. They are the first team in MLB history to have a lead in first place for 103 days and then finish with a losing record. I, I just don't, you know, I, I've been on their side for so many decades. It, it just, it's harder and harder to do this. Sandy Alderson is going to have a press conference today at 530. I wonder if it's going to be the state of the Mets. Is someone going to get fired maybe their manager or someone like that you know it's like being a fan of theirs it's a roller coaster you're up and then you're really down up really down which would really segue into the end of that espn show that we we just finished once upon a time in queens once again i was really good really put well together it almost felt like i was back in the 80s watching that management's heads are up there you know where because here they are. They finally win. The momentum's there. They're thinking about, oh, wow, we're going to be great for the next three years. The next day, after Ray Knight actually becomes the MVP of the whole thing. Of the World Series. Of the World yeah. Series. He goes in, and he can't get a two-year contract extension. So, Frank Cashin, the guy who built this team, ended up destroying it at the same time. He said, Ray... We really like you, but we're going to give you one year and a big $5,000 bonus. $5,000. It was 1986, mind you, but $5,000? Come on. World Series MVP punching, I think that was Eric Davis (laughs) in the face when he ran into third base. Not to mention the heart and the soul of the Mets. Everyone looked up to this guy, Ray Knight. Not to mention Ray Knight was the only guy that left. What about the Kevin Mitchell story? That whole thing was like nonsense. It, you know, they said, oh, well, Kevin Mitchell has to go because he's a bad influence on Doc Gooden and Daryl Strawberry. Kevin Mitchell had nothing to do with Doc Gooden's or Daryl Strawberry's addictiveness. He didn't drink. He didn't do anything. He was a rookie. He was actually clean as anybody on Next that team. They, they sent his butt all the way back to San Diego. Oh, man. So. You, you were like saying about this. It's like, I don't understand teams that win the World Series, and then they tear down the dynasty. They take away everyone. Everyone leaves. It's, and... it's self-sabotage. How can we kibosh this good thing? we got this good thing. we got this momentum. we got we got the whole city behind us. we got another year coming. Hey, let's get rid of every freaking player that helped us get there. How about this? You look at the late 90s. you got to look at the late 90s Yankees. I'm like, did they get rid of Chuck Knobloch? Did they get rid of uh, Paul O'Neill, Tino Martinez? No, they kept that core from 98 to 2000. They won three straight World Series titles. Mm-hmm. Nothing hurt my heart more than the 09 World Series. What they did when they got rid of Damon and Matsui, you know how much that hurt? Did, did you see me hurting when they got rid of the World Series MVP, by the way, who had six RBIs in Game 6? Yeah. Where is the loyalty? I don't know. No one no one stays with one team anymore. Like, you look at guys like Bryce Harper, Manny right. Machado. You know, sometimes you got to worry. I'm like, do you think Judge will be a future Yankee for life? You would think he would be. You I would think he would be the Derek Jeter of number two. 
Well, that's what we said about my guy Robinson Cano, and we all know what the ending of that was. Cano was following the, the money so much, and maybe someone was talking in his ear, Jay-Z, and then what happened was... Oh, whoa, did he, you just do a name <laughs> drop right there, James Z? <laughs> and next thing you know, he, he got shipped away for a lot more money for a longer contract, but he sucked. I Yeah, he wasn't the same. 10-year, $240 million meal. But what people need to know, and what they probably do know... Not one person makes a team. You could be a catalyst, but they got to be the chemistry there. So, you know, you could be the big dog, but if you don't have the support and the there's that the mindset, that, yeah, all of that stuff. You know? I was about to say, I'm like, you don't see that anymore. Like, I don't see any. Uh, like, I'm looking not with just like baseball, but with like all teams too. Like, you expected LeBron to stay with Cleveland for a while. Everyone thought that Michael Jordan was actually going to stay with the Bulls until he decided to retire. Then he played for the Wizards, which was. Very strange. Even Tom Brady. I forgot about that. Tom Brady, tw- almost 20 years with the Patriots, wins six Super Bowl and decides he wanted to get out. It's funny. Somebody was calling LeBron the GOAT, but they meant go on another team. So <laughs> that's kind of a, a that well, respect. Uh, LeBron. I mean, yeah, he, he goes from team to team. Do you know that he's like his own GM, by the way? Like, I'm pretty sure he's the one that tells everyone, like, get this guy, get this guy, get this guy. Now the Lakers are just a bunch of old bastards now i mean no disrespect i mean they're still one of the top teams but they're getting older and older as time goes along yeah you know what i I also read um that michael jordan actually um sold a pair of his used underwear today for three thousand dollars so who would think there's a market for that uh should you question that person that spent three thousand dollars on a pair of underwear used underwear mj endorsed why I guess because he's a star. I don't know. Maybe they maybe they could extract some of uh, his DNA from it and try to make like a like a Jurassic Park kind of thing and and, and make a new Michael Jordan out of it. Let's let's talk about that. Out of <laughs> out of all the out of all the memorabilia, all the things that Mr. Michael Jordan did, you spent three thousand. That person spends three thousand dollars on a pair of used underwear. There's a market for everything, my friend. It's a very strange world out there, right? Yeah, part of my language, but what the fuck is all that about? Like, seriously. I don't know. I think we just went off the uh, family-friendly zone, but that's okay. And, okay. and we've been going out of the family-friendly zone. I mean, we've we dropped some letters. I mean, we dropped mm-hmm. some unkind words, but you know who also dropped some unkind words? That would be Mr. Tony Soprano and the, and the well, gang. Well, that was your segue where you could say, hey, there's no loyalty and there's no teamwork where people actually... No one gets traded on the Sopranos. No. <laughs> There's only two ways out of the Sopranos. It's either in the dumpster or, or in, the, prison in, the, in the prison. Exactly. And getting killed in prison. And of course, we're all excited because uh, this Friday, The Many Saints of Newark will be premiering. Yes. Wow, was that a clear segue? Did you see the way we just got off sports and went right to pop culture TV? I mean, technically, I'm the one who started it. I said we went from unfamily friendly words to. <laughs> to a show that doesn't have a whole lot of family-friendly words. Exactly. You know, and, and the whole thing is, there's a lot of uh, anticipation about how is the show going to be. It's a two-hour movie, but how is it? Is it really? People say it's not the origin story of Tony Soprano, but it really does seem like it is. It's more like it seems like it's more about Dickie Moltisanti and maybe the influence of Tony Soprano's rise to what he was on the show. Yeah, but the whole thing is they're really putting a lot of uh, press on the fact that uh, Tony Soprano's, uh, the the young version is actually played by his actual son. Well, yeah, because he looks exactly like him. I mean, what a perfect version, by the way, to get the get the kid to play the younger version and of well, Tony Soprano. They did have other people uh, try out for the role, but somehow he 
He seemed to nail the role. I mean, you look at the trailer, the facial expressions, spot on. It looks like he knows exactly. Clearly, he watched The Sopranos when his father was still up here in the world. So. No, no, he was over. He was just a kid, just a young, young kid. But I'm sure what he said is he had a lot of, you know, to, to, to do some, I guess, research on, on the inner workings of his mind. All he had to do is look at the reruns. Of course. I mean, well, if you have HBO Max, you can watch The Sopranos pretty much any time you want. I'm yeah. guilty as charge of that, by the way. So, Well, the whole thing is, what made The Sopranos such a great show? Hmm. Well, I think for us, since we had the Jersey roots, you know, it's actually kind of nice to, to watch a show that, in a way, kind of feels like home. But also, you got these great mafia films. You had The Godfather, you had Goodfellas. So it, you don't usually see, like, mafia TV shows or... The first time ever having an anti-hero. I think that's the first ever show that I ever introduced that kind of... Um, I, I agree. But why, why, why do we like these people? Why do we cheer when they, when they do these terrible, ruthless acts where we're law-abiding citizens and we're watching them break all the rules and break people's faces and steal their businesses and do everything that's against what you were brought up to do from, from a father such as myself? I don't know. Well, well, first of all, I wonder who is that person that introduced me to the unlaw-abiding citizens. <laughs> well, yeah, they're like the cowboys of, of today. You know, they're, 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 they're uh, doing all, they're raping and robbing and pillaging the village and making money off of other people's hardship. Why, 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 why do you get excitement out of that? Because is, that, is, there, is there like some sort of inborn kind of thing where, wow, look at that, they're breaking the rules and they're getting away with it and no one can touch them and they're powerful and yet... They're eating all this great food and they're going traveling and, you know, and I'm, they're driving nice cars and they don't have to do a nine to five. I'm guessing it's because they probably, they made that lifestyle look so effortless and look so cool and all that other stuff. Like, think of it this way. They spend their days sitting at the Bada Bing or sitting at Satrioli's, you know, eating these, these probably these delicious gabagool sandwiches and, um... Mm -hmm. It just seemed like that that lifestyle is so cool, but you got to understand the repercussions behind it, too. It's just like once you're in it, you're never going to get out. No, there was always people that try to get out and they say, hey, you know, I'd like to retire and go to Florida and buy a house. Uh, no, uh, no not going to happen, uh, Mr. Was it, Whatever was it name was. Eugene, I think his name was? No, but know. anyway, you end up dead. He, like, he killed himself. I think he killed himself, by the way. Well, once you think. show any disloyalty, which is like many companies today, They'll, they'll just kill you, of course. Yeah, pretty much. And then you're going to end up uh, in the back of a car or end up in the Hudson River or uh, or end up like Adrian the Serva. Talking about... <laughs> yeah. It's, it's So the whole thing is we're, we're, we're watching with uh, bated breath to see where this goes and would this lead to something else? Maybe you think this would become a series if it, if it really uh, did very well, which it probably will. I really thought it was going to be a series to begin with because A... HBO, as of now, is not having a whole lot of great content, except for Succession and Curb Your Enthusiasm, which I'm very excited for those shows to come back. Sure. I mean, those are like the main shows I'm like excited to watch on HBO Max, but when Game of Thrones ended, it was Succession's time, and then... Well, the problem with Game of Thrones is they booted the last season because the guys that were writing it and producing it got a job with Star Wars. So they, what happened was they got that simultaneously, so they, they didn't know how to finish the series, so they just kind of rushed it, from what I was told. And the ending of Game of Thrones was so bad and so unmemorable, in a, in a good way, that 
it killed the whole franchise. The people didn't want to go back and watch it again and again and again because they knew how bad it was going to end. I was about to say, you don't have to get me started with Game of Thrones. I was, at that point, having that as one of my favorite shows of all time. I thought it was going to reign supreme of The Sopranos, by the way, which also had not a very good ending to, but at least but, I was able to go back to it, though. So. But the whole Game of Thrones thing, it goes even deeper. Because this was such a cluster F, it ruined all the prequels that were going to happen. The thing is, it kind of put a whole domino thing in motion where there was such a distaste for the whole franchise that it just kind of died on the vine. How do you think George R. R. Martin felt when he probably saw that entire season go into shambles like that? He wasn't, I'm sure he wasn't happy because, you know, his name was on it, but he got paid anyway. I was about to say, he wrote the books. He didn't, he's not the one that wrote the ending of the shows. Did not, no. So, very interesting stuff. Uh, I know we're, we're going all over the place, but we and we never do that. We always stay right on topic. So what? I, mean, <laughs> I like talking about all these things. I like to show that I have some variety and not just a Yankee lover like you always call me. So Well, you are. You, know, you, you, you love what you love, and that's beautiful. And I, and I, and I love you for it. That you're, you're very, uh, you know, you're, you're very, what's the word? Passionate? Very, yeah, passionate. En- enthusiastic yeah. eater kind of thing? Like a... Yeah, the Andy Sipowitz thing from NYPD. Bro. Absolutely. But uh, anyway, but the, you gotta understand, this is September, almost in October, the most exciting part of baseball season, postseason. Come on, it's the best part besides opening day. Absolutely. What's what's kind of cool? Um, very soon, I'm gonna be um, actually going to meet with people that I used to work with many many years ago. We're gonna have like a like a I guess you call it a big chill weekend. We haven't seen each other in a while. But we go back 30 years. Could you imagine that that I was doing something 30 years ago that was like work-related, like in a, in a business and things of that nature? So people move on. They, they move to different states. But but you still keep those roots. The people that are good to you, you're good back. And, and that's very heartwarming. I was about to say, well, I'm only 26. So I don't have friends for 26 years or so. Actually, I was your age when I met them. Wow, so you think about it that way. Is that, is that, like, is that like a mind Blow or what? That is pretty mind-blowing. I mean, I always still try to keep in contact with friends, but man, having friends for 30 years, that just seems impossible nowadays now, so... Well, today it would be impossible to probably... I, I find it hard today with, with this world of... Even though we're theoretically closer through technology, I think it's more of a, a shield and it's just... It's, it's not real in the sense where you may have like uh, 500 friends on Facebook but how much how many of them are really your friends it doesn't really matter to me I mean the number of friends I'm at what I only have like 730 friends I'm like how many do I talk to four five maybe at most the rest is just acquaintances and some of them actually try to friend you when you weren't even friends with them in high school in the first place all of a sudden now they come out of the woodwork and they want to be your friend but I wasn't friends with you back then I'm not friends with you now. Why are you gonna be friends? Why are you gonna friends with? Why are you gonna be friends with me at my best when you were not friends with me when I was at my worst? Yeah, simple well, answer. They didn't know you then, right? And you know, it's we all go through awkward uh, high school experiences, and uh, but you know, you, you you make some connections, and some of them hold on. I mean, I really didn't have awkward high school experiences. I just didn't have very good high school experiences. I mean, everyone was different, and I just never got along. So understandable that's why i kind of got into music because i was a pretty shy guy which no one could believe that i was very quiet Things was happen. very to myself and i found a lot of solace in the six string guitar so that kind of broke me out of my shell and gave me confidence to do what i'm doing today you got that solace i had that solace from a crack of the bed and watching movies and tv shows all day so that's beautiful so if you are on a team and they said to you james uh, if you don't get vaccinated, 
then you could only play half the games. We, you can't play the home games, but all the all the away games you can play. You see, you see that? that was another segue, by the way. I know. A little bit, little bit of a segue. I mean, this is about to get controversial, so listen to it anyway. So, uh, I don't know. One of my biggest things in sports is, even if it's game one, game 20, or game 81, every game counts. So, say that... Kyrie Irving, yes. who was on my favorite team, the Nets, which I did not think they should have got in the first place, as I tell you. And clearly, it's another reason why, out of a million reasons why, great talent on the court. Don't get me wrong. His handles are great. Knows how to lead a team. But, man, when he is not on the court, I do not want to listen to a freaking soul from him. But his, he's not a teamwork kind of guy, though. No! Not like the team that the, the Nets had a few years ago. They, oh, you mean... Uh, they, they they pulled a, a Mets job. They, they, they kind of got rid of everybody. Well, here's another reason why I don't like Kyrie Irving. He got my favorite coach, Kenny Atkinson, fired, by the way. And you know how much I loved him. I thought he was fantastic with he the team. He was heart and soul for them. Yes. Heart and soul. I mean, think of, it, think of this. You remember the team... D'Angelo Russell, Damari Carroll, Joe Harris. Uh, I can name so many different... Exci- Jared Allen. It was exciting to watch. Every game went down to the last few seconds. I was about to say yes. And, and I- they actually won a lot of them. They won a, they won a lot of games. They, this was a team that just like, came out of nowhere. Was it, I think, five or six years ago, they were they won 21 games. They were 21-61 and 61 on the season. I still watched them as painful as it was. to, But, man, Ky- Kyrie Irving, what a... A freaking disaster he is right now. Well, what? How do you think managers are gonna deal with him now that he's like, hey, well, I, I'm not, I'm not gonna get vaccinated. Well, are they gonna have him sit out the rest of the games? He's not gonna, pl- he's not gonna be able to play the home games unless he gets shows proof that he's fully vaccinated because that's a New York law now. It's like you go to Barclays Center, right. you need to require proof that you're either a don't ha- have a negative COVID test or you're fully vaccinated. There's so a lot of this stuff going on. Even like uh, there was this reporter from ESPN. I think her name is Sage Steele. And she said, to save my job, I had to go and get vaccinated. And I really feel defeated about this. It was really not what I wanted to do. Now, what, the whole thing is, isn't this doing it for everyone's safety? It's not a political thing. See, here's the, thi- see, here's the thing. And this is where I'm going to start getting angry the most, by the way. Because do you remember in like June where like, it was like everything was like on the DL. Everyone was getting vaccinated. It almost felt like everything was going back to life. We turned the corner. Life we did. Back. Yeah. We turned the corner. Something that we haven't felt in like, I don't know, March of 2020 when all this chaos was happening. Mm-hmm. Why does it have to be this way? Do it for the safety of yourself and your family and others around you. Why does it have to be this difficult? I understand the whole religious exempts, but man, do it for the safety of the people. Do you want to go back tomorrow? Do you want to go back to a bar? I would like to go to places where I don't have to wear a mask everywhere I go now. So Absolutely. Well, and the whole thing is even hospital workers are, are refusing to get it. So I think like 140 of them were fired from uh, Connecticut. And, and and some of them can't even apply for unemployment now. There's like a lot of like really crazy stuff going on now. In an industry where we need healthcare workers, by the way, because it is fall, you do not know if these numbers are going to go back up like they did last year. By the way, I don't know. With all these variants coming, and you know, it's that's it, also another reason why. Um, that's also another reason why people are not getting vaccinated now. All these new variants are coming up, and they're becoming more contagious, more contagious to the point where it's probably going to affect the science of the vaccine, and then they're going to have to get the booster shots and all that. So we'll, we'll, this all remains to be seen of where it all goes. I know, but 
I try my best not to talk about this because I hear this in the news every day. You hear the the rallies like from we're, outside hospitals. We're just inundated with it. Uh, uh, you know, we just try to make sense of it and our own logic of, of what makes sense and how would you proceed. I don't know about you. I would like I would like to see my family members. I would like to see my friends. I did what was right. I got vaccinated. I mean, doesn't do mu- doesn't do much. The only thing you get is the mild side effects a couple of days after you get it. Well, well, the whole thing is you don't have to go to the hospital if you get the vaccination. And the whole thing is so you don't get intubated and 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 then drop dead. A lot of people on their deathbed were like, "Oh, I wish I had the shot." So then why didn't you do it? To prove, to prove a point? All the people that they were following that said, don't get it, they all got the shot. <laughs> but that's another story. I, I, I was about to say, let, let's not go that we're far. Not go I'm there. trying my best not to lose half the audience, by the way, with our uh, we're ideology. Not talk, we're not talking. I'm all about people first kind of thing. I'm just like, do what's right for the community. Do what's right for the country. I mean, things like that. Exactly. So, what else do you want to talk about? Uh, well, considering that I'm feel a little bit better actually having that conversation um which are you which show are you most excited for succession or curvy enthusiasm well they're two totally different things one's a, one's a scripted drama and the other one is just a very <laughs> well-written scripted drama by the way uh love love larry david love succession it's it, it's hard to say i'm i'm what i'm looking forward to is the bourdain Oh, documentary coming to... Oh, crap, that's right. That's coming out soon, right? Yeah, because a lot of mystery about that guy who, you know... Yeah, there's more than than what we knew, and I don't know if you want to know, does it... When when you find out about people that you really love, and you find out all the dark and the dirty of what's really made them tick, can you still see them in the same way? I mean, you think of it this way. We looked at, uh, what was it, Anthony Bourdain... um, Parts Unknown, that CNN show he did. Mm-hmm. There were some episodes where he looked like he was a happy-go-lucky guy enjoying life. But then you looked at the episodes around like 2017, 2018, right before he uh, he uh, killed himself. You could start to see like there was a sadness, like a depression like going on. But no one really knew like what was behind it. He was probably worn down also. He, he traveled like over 250 days out of the year living out of a suitcase. And... As much as you love doing that and meeting people, it's got to come a point where it's you need a break. It so. eventually takes a toll. I mean, think of it this way. I mean, sure. it's probably nice to meet all these people, but it does take a toll. I mean, a lot, yeah, and uh, people really were shocked that he did kill himself. The people that knew him, and it's 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 so sad. You know, you really don't know people. Well, you think you of only like, know their public persona. I still remember, by the way, that when you showed me the news. I think what was it? I was I woke up early because I had to go to work that morning, and then I think you were sitting like somewhere in the outside room. And he's like, "Get ready for this one," and then you showed me that Anthony Bourdain dead at 61? 60, 60, 61. I'm like, "What?" Yeah. I'm like, that was a guy I did not expect to to uh, pull the trigger. By the way, in a way, so no, so at a very James Gandolfini esque kind of moment too. So yeah, yeah. There's people out there. There's people that you, you that that they produced art, and they made you look at things differently and appreciate life in a in a richer way. Even, you know, they weren't some of them were fictional characters, but nonetheless, if they stirred something in you, to then then they did their job. Well, yeah. Artists, yes, artists, very different artists in a way. But you mm-hmm. got one guy who's real, and then you got another guy who portrayed a, a mob boss so well that got a lot for it. And, 
that's how people know him for. But he was more than just that. But yeah, that's what he'll have always be known for. So R.I.P. those two fellow mm. gentlemen, which I will never ever forget for the rest of my yeah. life. So and I guess we're gonna welcome October into the mix. I was about Probably. to say, it is September 29th. I mean, we only have a couple more days until October, which means postseason baseball. October 5th, by the way, is the wild card game. And you could probably see me either very happy or very sad. <laughs> which I think you're going to be happy. I think, I think they're on the up. I think they're on the up, too. But also, they've had, <laughs> they had a history of screwing things up in October. Altuve, for example. I don't want to get into further detail well, that, about that. The past is the past. You've, you've got to live in the now and, and then go, this is the team we have now, and and that's that. I think Aaron Boone may have a job by next month. Yeah. Because I did say this. They missed the postseason. He's out of the job. And I'm still sticking with that. But I think they're, they're going to make it in unless they screw things up in the next five games or so. But anyway. Well, thank you for inviting me today. And uh, I must go back and do other things. But... Yes. Thank you very much. You can listen. You can listen to us on all of our major platforms. This is Stairway to Heaven. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Find it all. Listen to us. Give us a thumbs up, thumbs down. Javier Baez is <laughs> Stairway to Heaven. Stairway to Heaven, and we will see you next week. Thank you for listening. Have a great day, everyone. Bye bye.